Since 1961, Quartz Plumbing has offered friendly, reliable service to residences all over Bergen County, New Jersey. We are a fourth-generation family-owned business, unmatched in customer satisfaction and professionalism while working in your home. We are the hydronic heating and water filtration specialists with a workmanship guarantee to put you at ease so you can rest comfortably. We offer financing for those big projects that catch you off guard. And we have a network of excellent contractors in all fields for any project you wish to tackle. Call our responsive office team and we'll dispatch a handsome and educated technician to lay the smack down on all your plumbing issues. You can also find us at quartzplumbing.com, search us on Google, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Like, subscribe, and share, please. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Plum Bums Podcast, the entrepreneur show where we talk about small business, tradesmen getting into the trades, starting a business, and uh, kind of me and Max have been here for the past 15 episodes now. This will be our 15th episode. Yeah, this is an exciting one. Where we talk about encouraging people to get into, start a small business, become an entrepreneur, kind of bypass the whole, not necessarily bypass the whole college thing, but kind of bypass the whole college thing, if you can. Yeah. Save a little bit of money. We actually have a really cool episode for you guys today. We're down in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania with Tracy and Jeff from GoBigSmallBiz.com. They're an advocacy group for small business rights. They glorify the entrepreneur just like me and Max do. Um, and before I, you know what, I'm going to introduce you guys right now, Jeff and Jeff and Tracy. Um, but we found you. I remember, do you, do you remember when I called? Yeah. Yeah, you remember when I called you guys? Me and Max were headed back from Ohio, Ohio to do that. We were doing that interview with the farmers and... I saw the billboard on the side of 76, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. I like your logo, the coloring and everything. You should give him a call. And I called you right from the truck, and the next day you called me back, and we had a great conversation. Did you pick up the phone? Did you answer? No, it was Carol. Oh. We weren't sure how you even got Carol's number. I just called right from the billboard. Yeah. yeah, it's still a mystery. Is it? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know. Okay. Well, that's kind of strange. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we have these special skills that no one knows about by finding oh, yeah. private numbers, I guess. But so, Jeff and Tracy, gobigsmallbiz.com. Now, you, before we talk about the company that you have now, and would, is it considered a company? Yes. Yes. Is it like a 501c3 or is it is it a nonprofit or is it something that. No, it's a corporation. Okay, it's a corporation. We intentionally left it a corporation. We actually did, um, well, there's a couple things here around that, but we, uh, it was another corporation under the health club. And so we kept the health club corporation open as an entity. Yeah. And then we just changed the name because the health club, as you'll learn later, is one of the businesses that we lost in the pandemic, specifically and mostly due to government overreach shutdowns mask mandates he's we'll going go there for later. it already <laughs> no, go for it but uh <laughs> no we, stuff and we filed happened. it as a, as a 501c6 after that 
because we thought being a nonprofit, it'd be easier to raise funds, right. et cetera. Mm-hmm. But what we learned was even as a C6, there's so many restrictions and so much reporting, it would be a very heavy lift, particularly when Go Big Small Biz becomes a national uh, entity, which yeah. is the big vision for it. Um, and beyond all that, uh, we don't want to be bipartisan. We're agnostic. Uh, we're not. It's a good way of putting it. We're not. We're not. I mean, I mean, we're Republican, but right. it's not about being right or left. Exactly. Agno- you know, we're agnostic about our our views on the issues that affect small business. So we're strictly looking at business issues. Yeah. Legislation that's being proposed that's harmful to small business, mm-hmm. and so we stay in that lane. As of today, it just feels as though most of the left are writing the policies and legislation that are harmful to the small business. There's some righties in there, too. But, oh, yeah. Uh, it does go beyond. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I agree. He's, it he's, is. he's going in. No, I, There's I, I, no... I'm just answering the corporation question because we get asked it a lot. No, that's we're, fair. We're very that's clear. Fair. So our, our, you know, our... Our base is a membership slash subscription base, so businesses can join our our uh, subscription, and it's it's a uh, subscription expense to the business. Okay. So it's still a way for people to write the stuff off, which is what they look for. I got it. Okay. You know, or so. a larger contribution could just be a membership contribution. So, but being a corporation, we literally can do and say what we want. Yeah, and we're not going to get audited by yeah. the uh, nonprofit. You right. know. Uh, gurus of whatever you know yep. they could just they stay out of our business just like the government and there's a redemption part of that how so because now we've built that bit uh, this business under our health club that failed so okay we did that on purpose we didn't make a new one we thought we're gonna just keep redemption. it going yeah. i got gotcha. you yeah. oh that's that's actually a good yeah uh, that's great yeah, yeah it was... restoration yeah 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 it it, it was um, we tried not to do this business like four times. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we started doing research. We'll, we'll give you more backdrop on that. Well, later. just to, just to interrupt real quick, I tried to not be a plumber my whole life, uh-huh. yeah. and that didn't work out. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, ultimately, it just ended up being, felt like it was a calling, and yeah. that wouldn't it be cool if the very thing our government used to shut us down and try to run us bankrupt was, was a business that prospered and uh, yeah. lifted yeah. up and supported entrepreneurs, small business people. Yeah. I mean, you know, 40 something, 48, 9% of our country's economy is on the small backs business. of small business. Yeah, 100%. It's a big deal. That's how you build wealth. Yeah. That's right. basic economics 101 is how you yeah. build wealth is to glorify small business, allow them to flourish. Yeah. Because that's what's building how you build the, the middle that's, class. That's the root of the middle class and all that stuff. Yeah. And for some reason, our legislators, don't under on the both sides of the spectrum. Agreed. So we talk about we do we we don't talk, talk about politics too much unless it directly affects small business and mm-hmm. you know entrepreneurs trying to come up with barbaric legislation and stuff. And I got to be honest, the COVID stuff is. I'm 42, so I haven't seen a lot. Okay, but that was some of the most insane. Stuff that was put on the backs of small business owners, business owners in general, out of nowhere, mm-hmm. with not a lot of backing to back up to back up. It was, it was just like it was just like 
shoot shots in the dark on how to, oh, how are we going to do this? So let's just shut everyone down. Two weeks. Let's just do two weeks. Eight months later. Two weeks turned you know? into, what, three years? And yeah, nobody. Three years and still the ripple. Three, year, still three years in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. New Jersey yep. was brutal. Yeah. It really was brutal. Yeah. I have a friend that moved. He, he was done. He oh, went yeah. to Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So. A lot we of people. Lo- New, yeah. Jer- New Jersey, New York, and California. I, it, was, it was happening before COVID, but we're the fastest states. I read an article where the fastest states were people were moving out of quicker than they were moving into. You know, and why do they feel like? Why does it feel like they keep double downing on it? Yeah, Ugh. why do they keep doing it? Like I people are moving, that's revenue and taxes, and and they keep double downing. I yeah. don't understand. I I don't, the, it doesn't make. There's no common sense no, in it. No, I think the reality of that time period was nobody really knew what to do with this. Nobody really understood what was actually really happening. I mean, I went to Tracy at about twelve o'clock on that on the sixteenth of March. Was it the 16th was the, was the uh, shutdown? Yeah, because the 17th. And I told her, I said, we need mm-hmm. to send everybody home. And then about three hours later, the governor came on and shut the state down. Now, our governor in particular, his first statement was, I wouldn't go to a gym. What? <laughs> we were dead right then and there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, right every time he there. came on the news we had uh, with something, more we had more cancellations. Oh, my God. <laughs> we went just from, and, and we haven't gotten to it yet, but we had a, a business of female gym, 800 members, and we were reduced to 350. So we processed 400 cancellations. And some of it wasn't, some of it was the member itself themselves, and then some of it was like, daughters and husbands that said don't go in there because you're going to get yeah. covid and die you know so we processed a lot of cancellations wives of doctors you know yeah. doctors just really it was into this thing yeah. in a big way i would say it was some somewhere around easter of 2020 i went what's going on here us too yeah yeah this is not right yeah it had we listen we when it first happened okay 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 we'll do what you say because we never slowed down we got busier. In fact, we got busier. Yeah. And because we're essential, we're considered essential. Right. Thank the Lord. Because when all this stuff was, when all the talks were coming, my, my uncle is also a, a silent partner for the business. Yeah. We're panicking because Murphy was considering shutting down everything, uh-huh. including essential, and just giving it to subsidized companies like PSE&G to do all the plumbing work, <laughs> yeah. which I think is their goal anyway. Right. Feels um, like it, doesn't it? Because yep. they, I don't know why they hate small business, but anyway. So we were essential, thank the Lord, and we masked up gloves, face shields. We sanitized our trucks one to two times a week, all the tools. And then three, four, five weeks went by. That nothing was, about was changing. Yep. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we're like, this is BS. What's going on? Yeah. Now, I didn't want to minimize people who got COVID, got really sick, because my mom got really sick from COVID. She lost her hair. Her hair yeah. started falling out. So it's not like COVID wasn't a real thing, but especially in the health industry, if you have, like, they were encouraging people to stay out of the sun, stay indoors, not go out and exercise, which is how you defeat disease yeah. <laughs> in the first place. Like, who are these health people? That's what I always said is that instead, instead of encouraging a healthier lifestyle, people encouraged, yeah. you know, 
a more unhealthy lifestyle, you know, to, to get to get vaccinated, to stay indoors, to not go to gyms, not exercise. I, I didn't hear one person talking about eating healthy yeah. or eating right or, like None I said, exercise, nothing. So it was, well, a big, it was a big fear, fear-mongering, you know, tactic. Yeah. You know, it... That time period, particularly the first six months, you know, it was, and we're not alone in this. I mean, as an entrepreneur, a small business owner, <clears throat> you know, you have, you know, all of your investments in your business. Yeah. Right. So literally watching it evaporate. I know. Constantly asking the question, what is going on right. here? Yeah. There's nothing you can what do. And what do I do? Crazy. Yeah, you and know? there's nothing we can do about it. Um, you know, we had, once we did open up again, uh, at the health club, we had our local representative in, and we took him through the health club to show him, look, we can operate like one of our one of our things at the time was get us in front of the governor, and we don't want to beat him up. Well, um, <laughs> but, what, <laughs> but what we want to do is try, try to, to make nice and try and to <laughs> show him and educate him. Look, we we can operate. We don't have yeah. to be, you know, and. Look at the people that are coming into our health club right now. They're here because they want to be here. And the people who aren't in the health club right now aren't here because they don't want to yeah, be here. Yeah, they don't so feel let, safe. Let the people make the choice. Right. That's kind of our underlying current with the Go Big Small Biz Network yeah. is, is, yeah, we're pushing back against legislation. But underneath all that, we're really trying to educate and communicate to legislators. Stay out of small business. Yeah. Let the marketplace determine how business is going to operate. You know, entrepreneurs started businesses by waking up in the morning, rolling up their sleeves and saying, yeah. I think I'm going to make a widget. And yeah. I hope someone buys it. Yeah. You know, if not, I got to come up with another business. That's you what know? builds a nation. Yeah. And for yeah. some yeah. reason, our legislators just don't get that. Yeah. yeah. And and I don't, I think you might be full-time legislators. Do you know? So we are. So we have full-time legislators uh, places like Texas are part time. Yeah. So that's uh, not always yeah. a great thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because then they have more time. Oh, yeah. To make stuff up. And, right. And I think New York is one of the higher paid ones. I'm not sure about New Jersey, but our legislators are paid a hundred grand, about a hundred grand. <laughs> now I want to clarify. So they don't want to lose that job, do no, they? No, not at all. They want to justify that job. Yeah, okay. yeah. And so they come up with these things um to justify their job these insane yeah they things. figure they have to write a bill so that when they go to get reelected, they can say to their constituents i did this i did, this, I did, I did that. that versus wouldn't it be nice if they found a way to unwind things and yeah. say to the constituents look at how it streamlined and yep. simplified state government yeah i do want to clarify though that because we can including me uh get a little um carried away with saying that our legislators don't get it there's a lot that do oh yeah there's yeah. a lot of really good people in our legislator uh body um in our elected officials and appointed officials they don't have an easy career though they that's don't for sure. have no, any, they they're don't. fighting the same fight we're yeah. fighting um and but what we have found is by and large you know the majority of the i'll, I'll say the good ones um have probably run a business before. Yeah, they signed the front of a paycheck. Yeah, uh, a good friend of mine, Matt Briette from Commonwealth Partners. That's his. That's his line. I have to give him credit every time I say it. Yeah, he said, you know, unless you've signed the front of a paycheck, yeah. you can't possibly fathom what it's like to operate a business. No, absolutely not. You know, you we, might you might understand a lot, but you can't no. fathom the depth of what yeah. it means to put your head on the pillow at night. A hundred percent. And and wonder if you're going to make payroll that next Thursday. Listen, I had I worked for a pool company before this. 
before the plumbing, before I took over the family business. And I had a lot of respect for my boss. But, you know, we would all sit up in the shop and gripe about how he's doing things. And, oh, he doesn't know. Oh, he's not buying us this equipment. I do that with him. And he does that with me now. He'll <laughs> learn one day. Yeah. Don't worry. You'll, one day you'll. <laughs> now, when you wake up earliest, you're working the most. You're trying to keep everyone happy. You're trying to give good raises. You're trying to make sure that there's work there. Mm -hmm. You go to bed exhausted. You wake up in the middle of the night out of a nightmare because you think, oh, I didn't take care of this. There's no, you, there's no mm -hmm. way you can know until you put your feet on the ground and have the responsibility on your back of a company. Yeah. There's no way you know. Yeah. And when you said that part-time versus full-time legislators, the part-timers they're out there working as well. Yeah, they have to work. You know, and that's yeah. why they understand. They, yeah. There's more, probably mostly part-time legislators yeah. that really understand the fight. I don't even think about that. The part-time, yeah. the part-timers yeah. need to work too. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. How did you start off in fitness? How did you guys start off in fitness? And how long ago was that? You did. <laughs> well, he looks like he's in good shape. That doesn't seem fair. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> This this just happened. <laughs> I just wake up like this. <laughs> How did you um, start? I off? always had an addiction. Yeah. To it. Were you an athlete? Yeah, through high school and. Um, What'd you play? Soccer and basketball. Oh, I'm yeah. five two, but I still played basketball, <laughs> and I am from Freehold, so that meant I Tom's River, Manasquan, oh, yeah, Marlboro. Yeah, that's yeah. where we played. Red Bank. That was that's kind of who we played, but. Um, but yeah, I've always been in it. And then when we got married, I kept going to the gym and going to the gym. And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. um, why don't you just become an instructor? And so I became an instructor, became a personal trainer. And I've been in it with the kids. We have three boys. And oh, it was wow. a great career to have yeah. while raising children. And um, and then as you know, one left the nest, I worked more and I became a personal trainer and um, that's kind of how it all worked out. Wow. I still never miss a workout. Really? Including this morning. Good for you. I it's, wish I could say the same it, thing. And I still never miss her missing a workout. <laughs> she wakes you up <laughs> including this morning. Yeah. Including this morning. Yeah. This morning she's like, how do you feel about getting up? I'm like, all right. <laughs> not, she invites you every time but yeah. you tell her it's not going to happen. That's great. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's it's it's clear that you know a lot of western cultures are struggling with health i mean i think there's a meme going around where all like there's like there's the headshots of all like the ministers of health in like the countries and they're grossly obese and they yeah. just you know so if those people are leading the nations in health and you have small businesses owners who are actually healthy they know nutrition and they're getting shut down and there's and these people are saying no we know better well, you I mean, mentioned about people in that are making legislation that have never signed a paycheck, yeah. that never knew what it's like to 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 sign a paycheck to own a small business that are writing legislation yeah. for that. Same thing with the health ministers, people that don't that aren't healthy are. Yeah, we writing, have seen that, haven't you know? we? Well, this is <laughs> yeah. and this yeah. is uh, this is this is largely what's happening in our state government is there is a um, a whole uh, body of legislators that think that their idea is, which is, I was talking to a senator out of, um, out of Pittsburgh a couple of months ago, and, and he's the one that's told me, he said, they just think it's a good idea, it's theory. Yeah. yeah. And 
and I think what I'm noticing, and, and we haven't talked much about this yet, is he does that all the time. By the way, I never know what he's going to say. <laughs> he's, uh, we haven't talked about this yet, but <laughs> I know that that's the male brain. We have yeah. conversations with you oh, yeah. in our head, yeah. Yeah. Okay. and we think that yeah. you and know I'm like, it. Oh but, my gosh, what yeah. is he going to say? You'll be all right with it. Very three, four years. Yeah, it's it's their theory that what they're thinking of for a bill <clears throat> is good for the people, and. And in many cases, maybe it is good for the people, but what happens is if it's not good for small business and you put small business out of business, well, then it's no longer good then for the people. Then it's no longer, yeah. exactly. So we're trying to close that loop with them, get them yeah. to understand some things. And you know, unfortunately, they don't seem to care a lot, but what we're here for is to keep fighting that fight and see what we can do to stop some of this legislation, which I think we've played a role in a couple of things. Uh, we're still new on the right. on the dance floor of uh, the political yeah. navigation, yeah. right? But there, um, but every little bit counts. And if we don't yeah. fight it, if someone doesn't fight it, yeah. then it's then maybe it'll just you know slip right through. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, even the smallest amount of pushback sometimes yeah. can have can send big waves. Yeah. I, I've seen it. You know, there's. There were a lot of, I've been, I was at a, several, you know, anti-vax, forced vaccine. Listen, if you want to get vaxxed, no problem. Do mm -hmm. it. That's fine. Yeah. Go do what you want to do. But we, I was at a couple um, demonstrations, peaceful, obviously. Mm -hmm. Everyone, there were good conversations. People were coming up. There was good debate. You know, nothing crazy. But the simple fact that there were people there offering something different than what everyone was fed through TV, social yeah. media, and all that stuff. Just that little bit sends ripples down, yeah. and they yeah. grow, and they grow, and they yeah. grow. Yeah. You know, I mean, all through history, when you have oppressive regimes or laws or stuff like that, a lot of people stay silent for a long time, and it sometimes really only takes one. And I know that sounds cliche, but sometimes it just takes one person in a community. One person can make a difference. Yeah. And you know, speaking of the pushback, so as you mentioned earlier, like a, just a little bit of pushback can make a difference. Our legislators have told us that when they get one email or one voicemail or one letter, they actually count it as 30. Really? Yeah, they've, they're, they're saying that if one person's thinking it, then 30 people must be thinking it. So oh, what, wow. we're, what we're kind of armed to do as an organization as we build our network is uh, we have a push notification that'll go out to people's cell phones with the letters already written. All they have to do is hit submit. And because we have their zip code, it's automatically gonna go to their representatives so that, so that we can literally launch hundreds of emails, texts, or phone messages into our representatives' inboxes. That's awesome. And what's really powerful about that is our, our um, our relationships with legislators who are opposing the bills that we're opposing, get we can give them that same ammunition that a representative that's for a bill, they can literally say on the yeah. House floor or in a debate, uh, you know, we know there's hundreds yeah. of people that are against this, our constituents and your constituents. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that happens uh, that is a, rea a reality in politics is a Republican or a Democrat is not going to vote against their party line in the House. Right. Okay? Because if you do, well, you get slapped. It's really like childish games. They take their staff away. They put your office in the basement. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. Crazy, crazy. It's but ridiculous. if that same legislator that's 
being called to vote for a bill, vote for their party line, can go to their leader and say, I have like 100 emails here of my constituents that are opposed to this. I can't, I need permission mm -hmm. to not vote for this. And literally get permission from their leader yeah. to not vote for it. This is reality, this what is happens crazy. behind the scenes. We've seen it. You yeah. know, Tracy and I are uh, we're in the gallery as much as we can to watch what's going on. on were the, you guys ready on for this? No. Like no. ready to take this on? I'm like I said, we tried to <laughs> we tried to not do this yeah. four yeah. times, you know. I mean Phil, aren't we called to occupy? I you you're right. I get it. Listen, I understand. We can't oh. sit back. <laughs> no. Right? There's a book, uh, Eric Metaskis did a book on oh, yeah, Bonhoeffer yeah. Yep. and um how churches watched trains go by. Yep. Did you read that right book? It, I have not, but I listened to him a lot. And the point of that is they stood by and did nothing. Yep. Yeah. So we have to do something. Yeah. We have to do something. I have. And we can't retire and just do, you know, yeah. we have of to. Course. We have to occupy. And we have other, uh, we have three other small businesses that I own and operate. Oh, okay. And, um, you know, I've got a staff of, I don't even know right now, I think it's about 15 employees. And it's all marketing, yeah. you know. Um, and you know, the question brain later, the, by the way, the question, okay. The question for my team was, you know, I'm going to go do this. The name of my marketing companies is Joaquin and company. Okay. Right. And Joaquin's on the face of go big. We're going to get backlash. We're going to get attacked. And my question to them is how do we feel about how that might have an impact on our other businesses? And really, uh, particularly for my leadership team was like, Hey, you got to do what you got to do, yeah. and like it's, it'll be okay. Yeah, you know, so far it's been good. We haven't had any repercussions of it, but I think to Tracy's point is, most people are saying, "What can I do about it?" Because I'm just one voice, mm -hmm. um, or are afraid to step out, particularly in the church as well. We're the church. We're not going to do, you know. Oh my gosh! Um, and we just we just felt the call yeah. that we're going to step out, you know. And we'll put on the armor every day, and uh, and do what we're called to do, and stand up. I mean, for it to not come with opposition would be silly to think like nobody's going to press against us. But you know, we're sticking to the facts. We're sticking to the issues. We're sticking to what's straight down the middle of. I'm getting the language you're putting out. Trust yeah. me, I understand. Yeah, I grew yeah. up in the church. My dad was a pastor. Okay, um, but you are. 100% right. And here's what I talk to my dad about all the time, and not to get religious and everything, you know, but. But we will. But we will. We will. You know. It's okay. Yeah. It's, okay. <laughs> it's what we're going to do. But when a, a church is supposed to be discerning mm -hmm. and they're supposed to understand yeah. and really have a good basis on, you know, what is, what is right, what is wrong, what is true, what is BS. And yeah. when a church decides to just go with the flow mm -hmm. and not be discerning that's when see because i think especially in the west a lot of culture is was built is built around the church you know we didn't have a lot of social programs people went to their church back then the church has really become like a side accessory almost yeah. mm -hmm. and when you you see in almost every in most cultures when Small business, even in like a third world nation, if it's someone who's just farming and selling at market or someone like us who's building a gym or building a plumbing company, when you have entrep the entrepreneurial spirit 
and the church starting to not be discerning or fight for their rights, that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's just a ticking time bomb at that point. We've got a great church here that we go to, and our lead pastor and that leadership team yeah. are very much not shy about speaking the truth, I which didn't. is real refreshing. You know, yeah. My um, church really dropped the ball on. They, they pushed it as far as they can go, even when the state said, okay, you don't have to do that. Yeah. No, we're still going to, you know, we want everyone to feel, it's like, guys, wake up. Yeah. It's the love of man and acceptance yeah. of man. Oh, 100%. So there's, Did you leave? Yeah. 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 He's, and he was like, he said, they told you. He's like, I told you so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's where we got it saved, was, though. It was the Lord sifting, yeah. right? Yeah. Sifting through. So it is, yeah. about, it is about taking a stand. It's about standing up for what's right at, and at what cost. Yeah. At what, the cost is the cost. Look, Chick fil A closed on Mondays and their, their business Sunday. went Sunday. on Sundays, rather. Chick fil A closed on Sundays and their business They're went through the McDonald's. roof. I know. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, so it's really a, a question of what do you believe in? Are you willing to stand for the truth? We just had them last night. Yeah. What's the new honey pimento oh, chicken sandwich. Really? Phenomenal. Really good? It's so good. Where'd you stop? In uh, East Stroudsburg. After, After I found my wallet. After I found my wallet, we stopped. He, he, he grew hungry. So we got to get Chick-fil-A <laughs> to sponsor this podcast. I mean. Listen, we kind of, at, at yeah. when, when I recorded my shop, I kind of try to turn certain brands toward the camera. So hopefully like Coca-Cola bottles. So yeah. we have yeah. two little, we have two little dogs that hang out during the podcast. They're actually the face of the company. Maybe we can get Joaquin and company in this one. Then. Yeah. Oh, listen, uh, absolutely. I mean, I've, just, okay, there we go. But um, we try yeah. to. We try to strategically product place, so hopefully a purple mattress will hit, hit us with yeah. the dogs that sleep. I on always ask people about their logo too. How'd you how'd you get that logo? How'd you come up with that? Um, so my, my last name is Joaquin W A K E E N, um, and when I started um, this business, I came across the reality that most things in business and in relationships start with a conversation. Mm-hmm. So I turned my E's facing each other uh, to represent a conversation happening. And well, you really are a marketer. Yeah. yeah. And the be intentional part is part of our um, our mission, purpose, core values, which is you know to be intentional about what you're doing. Like, That's great. Like, what am I doing and why am I doing this versus just mm-hmm. doing it? Because there's no purpose in just doing it, you know. Yeah. And and unlocking true potential in business. I mean, yeah. we. That's, that's those values trickle right through go big small biz right because those values and those principles are who we are at, and it's not about putting a plaque on the wall you know that says mission we don't even yeah. have that it's right. part of our dna it's yeah. part of who we are we're, when we go to meet with legislators we're going in with a very specific uh, you know agenda if you will or key points of interest one of which is we want them to know who we are yeah. what we're doing and the second of which is how can we support them? We want them to know that we're not yeah. just coming one-sided on the yeah. field here. It's like, what are you up against? And what can yeah. we support you that's with? A, that's a good point because legislators and, and you know people in s- small government, they're probably bombarded if, on both yeah. sides of the aisle. They're, they're beat, beat up, up every day. Oh, uh, once know. we tell them we're, we're, we're here as, as yeah. friends, they all of a sudden they sit back. Right. The walls Take come down. Breath. 
Tracy's yeah. really good at that. We come in over. peace. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, yeah. okay. Okay. Well, Tracy's got that That's look good. that'll put you at ease when she's she wants to. <laughs> she can be disarming. Yeah. <laughs> he, he comes in like this. I'm like, yeah. we're com- we come in peace. It's, it's a good, good cop, bad cop. Good cop, bad cop for what? Yeah. Did you said 24 or 34 years? 34 years. <laughs> yeah. I just want to get to it. Yeah. We <laughs> just mellow out for a second. Yeah. I mean, that's a great team, though. Yeah. That's a good team right there. Yeah, I think what you guys are doing is just unbelievably important. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about um, the animosity you receive. I mean, how is it? It's 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 got to be an uphill battle because you look at the majority of the population really just went along with it, and everyone who kind of fought against it, especially when we were in the middle of it, was like a pariah. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. All right, so, I mean, locally, I don't know if we felt a ton yet, except for the members that when we were going through the whole shutdown, there was a lot of animosity. They kind of blamed the small business. Oh, yeah. It was like one day you were fully respected of being a yep. business owner, yeah. and the next day you you're were criminal. hated. Yeah. And cri- well, you so know, it was when like you're my small, fault that it was happening. When um, you're a small business owner, you're rich, right? You own. Yeah. You, oh, you know, my gosh. It's yeah. easy. Like, yeah. And that's that was the uh, the perception of the members right. at the health club was like that we had all this money. And why are we closing their club? It was their club, not our it's club. Yeah. Why are we closing their club now? In, in, in terms of the, the messaging and getting out into the community with what Go Big Small Biz is, um, there really hasn't been much pushback. There's... There hasn't been a single business owner we've talked to that said, oh, yeah. what are you That's doing? True. You're crazy. Yeah. The challenge is getting the business owner to join the network and understand that our strength comes in numbers. Right. You know, when we can have a couple thousand members pushing back against legislation, and here again, our legislators have told us, you can make a difference. You know, the, the perception of the individual is there's nothing we can do about it. The reality is there's actually something we can do about it. Which is why we formed this this organization. There's so something that, only you can do about it. You yeah. Know? And, and you, yeah, but you got to be willing to put your name on it. You right. know, we we have we have some sponsors that have helped fund us to get this lifted off the ground. That say, listen, I'm going to give you a check, but keep my name out of it. Now, some of those areas I respect because some of those people uh, get state government contracts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they don't yeah. want to put their business right. on that, but right. they're but that's okay. Yeah. You know, that person has individual part of the network. You know, with that push notification, still contributing. We'll still still be contributing and helping to solve the problem mm-hmm. that we're having here, particularly in Pennsylvania and, and and in other states. I mean, right now, there's like 20 bills on the table. That what you learned just the other day. Yeah. So we do have a lobbying firm. Okay. And um, we meet with them every other week, or they text us and say, "Hey, there's a hearing. Go down." So we were able to sh- um, go to the Clean Indoor Air. Act bill. I don't know if you're familiar with any of that. No. If New Jersey and New York might already have gotten rid of all smoking in casinos and restaurants. Oh, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. So, yes, it, that happened as well, but there were well, some holes. I think New Jersey, like if you go down to Atlantic City, they have a smoking section. Correct. Section in, the, in the casino. In the casino. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 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 In the casino. So, it. they want to get rid of all of that. Mm. And I'm not saying I'm for smoking. Right. It's just that. You these these casinos have built, these cigar places have built, yeah. Yeah. these bowling alleys have built outdoor spaces, and now you're saying, "I'm going to take a." Tracy, you heard it. Tell them the testimony the, you heard of the, the bowling, bowling alley. alley. There is a testimony from a bowling alley owner who said, "I just put a half a million dollars in an outside patio 
for my smokers. And now you're saying... Yeah, they're clients too. I mean, right. I don't smoke either, but they're clients too. They're, yeah. And now and you're telling now I, now you're going to tell me that I can't well, here have again. that much for smokers. Yeah. So and and I don't. You can't even have an outdoor area. And out it must. I don't know how the bill yeah. reads, but it must read. It has to be. There has to be something about that. So I haven't. I haven't read the bill completely. House Bill sixteen fifty seven. Cigar places also, New York. I'm not sure about New Jersey, but. Um, they moved, the cigar guy moved down here from New York because PA tax-free on cigars. I did not oh, know that. Oh, wow. So we are a friendly on cigars. Wow. Cigars so they yeah. they moved, all those places move into Pennsylvania, and now they want. And now they want to bust chops. Yeah. Right. And, and here again, I want to just point out, it's not about whether we agree with smoking or not. I mean, oh, we're not yeah. smokers. We yeah. don't agree with smoking. Yeah. But it's not our business to right. tell a business right. Right. whether they can have smoking in yeah. their establishment exactly. or not. Because if I don't want to go there, because there's like, I don't go. Keep your laws off my business. Casino, you know, because there's too much smoke. So yeah, right. that's my choice. Right. You know, but it's the casino's choice or the bowling alley's choice to make yeah. a decision. Do that's they ha- I, I bet that's half their business. You know, if you go to a casino, it seems like it's split 50-50. And it seems like there's more on the smoker's side than on the non-smoker's side. Meanwhile, the hearing that that Tracy witnessed had had a couple of employees testifying that, you know, uh, employees have to wear masks to keep away from the smoke and it's uncomfortable. Go get another job. Yeah. I mean, Sheets pays pretty good. If you're coming into Pennsylvania or New Jersey, you know that they're smoking inside a casino. Yeah. I'm sorry that if you like to do, you like to be a dealer, that that's what happens. I, you know, that yeah. is the case of what it is. Yeah. So, and there's just other some cr- other crazy stuff like it's, no auto inspections in PA. There's a there's an there's what? a potential memo out there. It's on a it's on a bill yet, and it's a senator out of the Scranton area, and he said no more inspections because he believes that all of the cars are new. He said most what? most people are driving new cars anyway, so why? That's insane. So oh, that's immediately, insane. what do you say? Oh my gosh, what about all the garages that make? Yeah, I don't know what the revenue is. It could be fifty percent of the revenues in in inspections. It could be thirty, whatever it is. There is a percentage of revenue There's a, that they yeah. get from yeah. inspections. Yeah, so that would desecrate small garages. There's something Even like dealerships. 80, something yeah. like eighty percent of. Cars that go in for inspection, don't quote me on the 80%, but it's a pretty significant number, need something. They need mm-hmm. new tires. They yeah. need new brakes. They need new wipers. They need something. It's a safety thing. That's, and then there's, well. then there's the safety issue yeah. of not having inspections. And then there's the insurance issue. Yeah. So if you don't have to have an inspection done, you don't have to prove insurance. Right. So now, now, how many industries are we ripple? And this is what this is what I'm saying. Like they're not thinking of the downstream no. effects no. on any of these uh, bills that they're writing at all. At do you, all, you guys down here, you guys don't do government inspections. Like you don't go to like a like a state yeah, inspection we have, station. We have like state, state inspection, inspection stations. stations. No, so our garages are certified for state. Certified. And our car gotcha. dealers. I just had my my car inspected at the car dealer that I bought the and car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, from that came a recommendation of a couple of service items they were recommending on my car. I didn't need them to have inspection done, but now I'm making an appointment to yeah. have that done. So what am I doing? It's a local car dealership. I'm spending a dollar in that dealership. And, I, and when you 
uh, econ- economics, local economics is when you spend a $1 in a local business, it turns into $3 in your local economy. Right. right. So I'm happy to, A, service my car so it lasts longer, and B, put money into my local economy. Yeah. But without that inspection, I would not have known yep. that my car needs these other two services. 100%. The notion that... that- most cars out on the road are new anyway is insane. Yeah. Is That's insane. the most insane thing I've ever heard. Most He's cars got a are. Of cars. Well, my father is a, a car dealer, okay. and and he, all he does is sell used cars. Yeah, Toyotas and Hondas. He goes yeah. most of the cars on. The, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't have the stats on it, but I guarantee you, most of the cars on the road are not new. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you go out to the Midwest. I've been out to Iowa and Minnesota and yeah. all those areas, and people are still driving cars from the nineties. You know. From, from the 80s, you know. Wait till they start putting still, that on. Like, all your cars yeah. have to be electric by 2030 some, or whatever. Yeah. Oh that's never, I, I always imagine? tell people, that's never, it's never going to work. Let's you have get to some change. sound bites from your uncle on the yeah. inspection stick. Well, what yeah. they're doing, <laughs> it's this crazy. is actually, it's funny that you brought that up. So they're trying to kind of hollow out plumbing by taking away a lot of inspections for things. And our, our infrastructure, especially in Bergen County, our infrastructure is teetering already okay now you want to give now you want to listen plumbing is the most expensive trade hands down it costs the most we have we have to be the most educated stay current with continuing education we have the most liability because i can set your house on fire and not know it because we're using open flame we're using pressurized water the amount of insurance payouts if a plumbing if plumbing goes wrong is astronomical and what's happening in california is insurance companies aren't even doing new policies anymore mm-hmm. because the, yeah, it's we, insanity out there. And New Jersey is trying to follow suit by getting away. See, most people think small business wants no regulation, but there is some regulation that's beneficial to mm-hmm. industries and individuals. We alike. want people to be licensed. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're, you trying to, to be they're trying to get rid of a lot of jobs you know? that you don't require a license. You don't have to necessarily be a plumber to do this, or you can just do a mechanics permit. And we're looking What's at the advantage? Other. Of being licensed? Of not taking that away. So oh. here's the thing. I know. And there's this always something. Tricky. I'm like, what is it? Here's the thing. There are n- not many new plumbers coming up. Oh, it's so mostly immigrant workers that are coming up. Mm-hmm. And in New Jersey, they get a lot of grants to start new businesses and stuff. And there's not many plumbers, licensed plumbers coming up that were born in this country. So they're trying to make it easier to get plumbers in. And I mean, our industry is getting taken over a lot by. Well, all the plumbers, all the current plumbers are leaving our area. Yeah, Like most of them are boomer generation. Okay. There's not many younger people coming up. So they're retired. And they're retiring or moving down to South Carolina or Florida or whatever. And, what was the stat? For every seven For every plumbers seven that retires, ten. seven to ten plumbers that retire, there's only one new cha- taking his place. And there's nothing but more work because you get people yeah. moving in and out all the time and new buildings being being built. And, mm-hmm. and But here's the, here's the problem. It's been a snowball effect because they took out all shop, all auto shop out of high school years ago. So they haven't even motivated kids to get into it. And now we're here with this conundrum. And to solve the problem, you just deregulate the industry, which gives us, uh, it, it, it's going to destroy our it's, business. It's a, good, it's a good and bad, though. It is a good and bad. Because we get a lot of calls 
from people who went with the cheaper the cheaper guy, the guy who doesn't know what they're yeah, doing, the one true. who's not licensed. And then they call we need you to come fix it. Exactly. They call us to come fix it. And they want it for cheaper, happening. but it, does, it doesn't happen. Like, yeah. It doesn't yeah. work like that. You're, gonna, you're getting charged more because now I have to fix his problem. Plus, we got to rip problem. out what he did and exactly. then put in it right. So there's a new organization uh, here in Pennsylvania, a good friend of mine that I'll introduce you to. It's called, uh, it's called Black Line. Okay. And what they're doing is they've set up and they've recently gotten accredited educationally with the state of Pennsylvania to bring electrician trades through their training process to encourage to encourage the trades. I mean, there's, you're going to start to see some organizations popping up that are yep. trying to get kids out of high school yep. into their training programs because there there is becoming an increasing um, demand for an alternative for college. Yep. College isn't a bad thing. It's no, just not it's the not. only thing. It used to be you go to high school, you go, you to, go college, to college, get your four years degrees, yep. you get your master's. And you know, then you go get a job. You know, yeah. and that's I that mean, is shifting. Well, there's been so many kids that have been pushed into college that college is just not for yeah. them. Well, they have. It's they not. also have the, these people. They don't. Have, I don't want to say that they don't have skills, but people come go into college without without knowing what they want to do, and they come out without skills, and they have to get a job in in a field that they didn't graduate with anyway. Mm-hmm. You know. So, and I think in the next, I always say this with my friends. I said in the next like ten to fifteen years, I always think that. The new trend, like people on TikTok and people on, on on social media, will be like the new way to make you know six figures is going to be through the trades. Yeah, you know, yeah. Mike Rowe's a great guy to, that really yeah. pushes that. He's always been, you know, and he's got a really good podcast where he talks about it, and he does live appearances and he does talks and stuff, and he's respected. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and we need people like you guys, your your organization, like what we're doing, even though it's petty and, you know, small, like just we talked about it earlier. It takes just one act, one person to do one thing just mm-hmm. to start getting the ball rolling. Yeah. And you can make a lot of money without a college degree. Yeah. You don't you can support like you can. You don't need a college degree to have this life, which is basically what society's been telling us for the last 20, 30 years. It was 30, 40 years ago, everyone said, go to high school, get out, and get a federal job, go work for the post office. And that was the new thing, you know, but that didn't work out very long. What is the term going postal is a term for a reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> And we'll have you guys can look that up on your own. We're not going to talk about that here. But we have a plaque in Ridgewood for going postal. Yeah. There's, a, there's a statue in Ridgewood going postal. Oh wow! Yeah. But now we need we need people in the trades. We need people to become entrepreneurs. We need people to take the risk, and you know, and that's it's. I think the tides are slightly turning. I mean, would you guys agree that there's right now in the past five to ten years maybe that they're. That there's slightly more turning. awareness that there's more options yeah. out there, and college is getting so so expensive, expensive yeah. which I don't really but. understand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of like I just heard this morning, gas in California eight dollars a gallon. What? I my $8 friend lives out in California, and he sent me a picture in the height of COVID. Yeah. Gas was eight dollars. So I don't understand some of yeah. the inflation. I get why inflation happens, you know. When right. You, um, but some of this is just a little. I mean, come on. Why I know. Is it, why is it? Why is it sometimes gas is three seventy five here in Pennsylvania, but you cross the Maryland border, yeah. it's three twenty five. Yeah, because I mean, we like to tax our gas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just it, that's, it's tax rates. It's also um, what do they call them? Um, the stations that filter gas. Yeah. What are they called again? 
yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. the stilling stations, obviously, but it's no, like it's we only we reduced the, the amount ethanol. of pasteurized, oh, yeah, the ethanol pasteurized gas, gas. The ethanol gas, which is really <laughs> yeah. bad for automobiles, yeah, in engines. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, anyway, so we digress a little bit, but we well, don't. you know what I'm going to do? I I'm I'm kind of looking over your shoulder on this stuff. Let's take a break. Yeah. And then I want to come back and I want to go through this checklist you have here, because I'm looking at it. What you guys do, and then. I want to talk about some of the laws that you guys are fighting, yeah. which is going to be really interesting. That'd be great. But all right, folks, we'll be we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. I appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll be right back in a few minutes. Here's the situation. We have a big bias towards big business, and it's a big problem. Not only are there many factors giving big business the upper hand, but small businesses barely have a voice, or maybe they just haven't found it yet. From March of 2020 to December 2020, $3.4 trillion went from small businesses to the elite. Why? government shutdowns, mandates, and overreach. These overreaches had such a negative impact on small businesses that 26% of small businesses had to close their doors. Together, we believe we can give every business the freedom to thrive, and we have a plan on how to do it. The Go Big Small Biz Network is made up of real people who work hard to serve their community like you. We are uniting and mobilizing the power of a small business and entrepreneur network in America. Isn't it time that you are supported by other real people and professional advocates? We are building an online platform designed to update you in real time on policies and legislation being enacted that will directly affect your business. Monoliths like Target, Amazon, and Wells Fargo easily buy the attention of our nation and our public servants. We believe it's time that we join the game, but we can only do it together. As our coalition expands, our buying power of our media network spreads this information further and further, always aimed at doing one thing, protecting the interests of small businesses. This is not opinion journalism. This is information leading to action. We leverage radio, TV, billboards, and hyper-local media to expose the truth, giving every business the freedom to thrive. Monthly membership allows access to a huge library of resources and funds this advocacy communications movement. So that's it, that's the plan. Create governmental transparency by way of strategic media network communications, giving a big voice to small biz. But we'll give you guys some uh, media and stuff. 
but we're here with Tracy and Jeff. Thanks again for being here. First half was a blast. We learned a lot actually about legislation. So I think we're cruising right along here nicely. Uh, but I want to start off by you have a checklist here. You don't have to go by this checklist, but let's start off with exactly your purpose, what you guys do, um, you know, in 2023, post-COVID world, you yeah. know, it's a crazy yeah. world right now. So why don't you walk us through that a bit? Good, you do a great job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are an advocacy group for small businesses. Uh, we are literally uh, uh, exist to protect the best interests of small business against legislation that's really bad and harmful to small business. Um, our purpose is to unify and mobilize an entire entrepreneur network of entrepreneurs and small businesses. And as a unified network, we create leverage to influence change. You know, when we have the numbers of businesses in our network, you literally create leverage to influence change. And so the lane that we're in is strictly business, strictly business issues. Mm -hmm. We're agnostic. We're not, we're not all Republican or Democratic or independent, or we don't get involved in any social issues. We don't get any, any of that stuff. It's a business issue. And when a piece of legislation or a memo or something's being proposed, and we get that and we see how this is harmful to small business, then we're going to push back against yeah. it. We're going to fight hard against it because 46% of our country's economy comes on the shoulders of small business. And 90% of the businesses, well, it's like 99% of the businesses in the country are small businesses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're really looking to preserve small businesses because without it, we all become beholden to the big businesses. Exactly. We become a two-class society, yep. and I don't even want to go down that road. But we're here to represent and fight small businesses be, so that really the small business person can focus on their business and run their business. We make it easy for small businesses to understand uh, and we communicate to small businesses what's happening in legislation so they have a high level view of it. And we make it easy for them to mobilize through our push notification software so that their voice can be heard in a larger way in state government. Now, you're focused generally on Pennsylvania. You're not really out of Pennsylvania yet. No. But, but the, the goal is to go national. Yeah. I mean, I see uh, three to five states in three to five years, and then from that, more of a national footprint. I don't know that this is the kind of thing we need in every single state, um, but to have a national presence. Yeah. Um, and then, so really, ultimately, we want to be able to, right now, influence state government I think our next move is to get down more into local government, right. you know, township commissioners, even school board, you know, encouraging people why it's important to get on a school board, uh, different different local positions, and then into the federal uh, space. Yeah. But right now, we're really focused on state government, Pennsylvania. Uh, we're looking at maybe adding another state next year because um, we have a lot of activity down there and right. you know it wants to happen but we don't have the bandwidth or the funding right now yeah. to make that happen but yeah no we're we're ready to roll Pennsylvania's huge it's a big enough state yeah. there's a million businesses in Pennsylvania yeah I and, mean that's you know I don't know if you know this but during the pandemic 26% um, of small businesses went out of business in Pennsylvania or in nationally, country, nationally. In, the, in the country and because of government overreach yeah yeah that's a big deal I mean, uh, we saw it. 
we saw it in our area. Oh, well, everyone saw it in their area. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you could just see the the boards going up, the closed yeah. signs going up permanently. Not just for restaurants COVID, didn't but, open back up. Yeah, but and we're it. part of that statistic. I yeah. mean, of we actually lost two of our businesses. The, yeah, the health club and the consultancy. I, I, I tell you, and Dave Portnoy, who runs that's his last name, right? Runs yeah. uh, Barstool Sports. Yeah, he did a lot of videos when COVID came out, and he goes, he goes, if I worked twenty years. For my business and it was just shut down like that like i i wouldn't even have the drive to go on yeah or start again like are you kidding me like well, that's why he started that thing the the he also started like a small business funding funding group where he would fund a certain amount to a small business during that time yeah 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 aren't you they know, trying to hit him now oh yeah something? oh he's under attack. yeah he's under attack you can't speak out no. you're not allowed to speak out how what dare am I, you how one dare of my you? uh one of my ultimate dreams, actually, is this organization becomes large and and funded beyond what it needs, is to start a small business uh, incubator and get these young people into business that have a desire to run a business, but give them all the business acumen and education yeah. and marketing to be successful, uh, because a lot of people go into business without even knowing how oh, to yeah. read a PNL. Yeah. Or oh, balance yeah. sheet, oh, yeah. you know, and the importance of these things. But that is that is a future, future thing that I'm really excited That's about. That's a big problem in the trades. Guys that, who are very mechanically inclined are not business inclined. Yeah, and they're great techs. They do phenomenal work. Yeah. But as soon as you as soon as you give them the responsibility to kind of run their own thing, it crashes because the yeah. the business know how is not. It's, yeah. You have to have a mindset. Yeah. And I heard a statistic that it's mostly C students who come up in our business. They start their oh, own wow. business because they don't fit into the mold. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't. They, they're you know they're not the best students. They're not you know they're they're always daydreaming or doing their own thing. And it's the C students that come up, and they're mostly the entrepreneurs. I want to touch back on what he said though, but I think because I think it's important that I know that we're all you, you know you're fighting for small businesses and and current small businesses. But what you said is touching on on encouraging younger people to get into it giving them hope and incentives yeah. and, and reason to get in and create their own small business instead of just working for somebody yeah. you know because i think that's been dying off a lot yeah. too and a lot of people and i'm not saying that you guys are or you but you focus on your business and you focus on the people that have it in the now and mm -hmm. I think it's very important to focus on the people that are coming up because future. that's going to be future. exactly yeah. the future because that's what's yep. that's what's dying off. Like the trades are dying off. It's younger generations are not being encouraged yeah. to open their own business. I heard, I think it was Elon Musk say, why can you take out a you know a $30,000 a year student loan, but you can't take out a $10,000 business loan as an 18-year-old? You know, right. you can take out all this money for, yeah. for student loans, but you can't take out this money for to start your own business. Yeah. You know, which I think we, we people should start to encourage more. Too, yeah, stop playing drums. Oh, sorry. <laughs> He's a drummer. Yeah. yeah. He's a drummer and it vibrates everything. Yeah. Actually, these stands will absorb a lot of it. So you're not, you're not too bad. That's yeah, not bad. <laughs> we'll get it. There is one point that you haven't hit on that makes us different. Mm -hmm. Just one. Well, well the, the fact that you actually saw us yeah. on yeah. a billboard. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're a totally organic, this whole a, thing. We're a marketing company. We're, when you really get down to it, uh, because my background is marketing mm -hmm. and I have marketing companies, um, 
This is about communications, right? It's communicating and bringing awareness to a community yeah. of what's going on in their state government. Right. So, you know, I don't see any other Chamber of Commerce, NFIB, Manufacturers Association, any other organization out there, not a single one. Yeah. Putting billboards up, running TV and radio, letting their community know that these things are happening in their state, local government. Um, that's our biggest issue, right. I think, in our society is that there's one narrative mm-hmm. out there. You know, we talked earlier about the church. You know, it's really the Republicans, okay, the silent majority needs to get off their knees too and start making a stand and things. But a lot of the majority doesn't even understand what's no. really going on in, in state government. So we're a, if you really look at what we are underneath it all, it's we're a, we're a marketing machine. Yeah. You know, local, I've been a couple of times invited on some local radio stations to talk about some, which I was just on last week with WHP with RJ Harris. You're welcome, RJ. Um, and, uh, you know, talking about um, the, the Clean Air Act and talking about right. other issues like minimum wage increase. Um, you know, the so, big one that's happening now that, that absolutely has me a little lit up is the 40-hour work week being reduced to 32 hours I read for that the same 40-hour yeah. pay. Yeah. Reading it to him and I was right? like, I mean, I'm not sure. I didn't hear about this one. You haven't heard? This no. Is, this is a big There's deal. another one that, this is the stuff that we want on TVs, on billboards. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, the other one is, what was I looking at? Oh, the 20-week um 20 week leave yeah Yeah. i read that mandatory mandatory pay there's 52 weeks in a year right (laughs) yeah yeah how do you do that i thought you guys made a mistake on the website and i was gonna ask you about it but i was like so here's the thing right here's here's a, a legislator saying you know we need to give our people the opportunity and the time they need to grieve and you do yeah okay i'm not against uh any amount of paid leave but right. again here again let the business determine exactly you know we had i had a new employee a couple of years ago start she wasn't in the door 10 days she had a heart attack and she was concerned about her job here and i said listen you just take care of yourself now look, we're a small business we i don't have a policy on this stuff but yeah. it was my choice my decision to give her as much time as she needed to get healthy and heal again so she can come back into our organization yeah. and be yeah. the kind of rock star that she yeah. is, right? So here again, I get back to, I always come back to let the business decide how the business wants to operate and let the community decide, let 100%. them vote with their feet, yeah. right? I'm gonna do business with you yeah. or I'm not gonna do business yeah. with you. It's it's really that simple. That's, yeah. yeah. And so most of these issues that we look at, so. I think it's a harebrained idea in the first place to think that you can reduce the work week from 40 hours to 32 and get the same productivity. They're claiming that this is how Europe does it. Well, we're not Europe, right? okay? Yeah. We're the United States of America. Right. And if it takes 40 hours to make 40 mufflers, <laughs> you cannot make 40 mufflers <laughs> yeah. in 32 hours, yeah. <laughs> let alone impose yeah. the same yeah. pay costing the business owner now 20% minimum, 20% more increased cost to produce the same product, which then causes inflation because now my muffler has to cost more. Yeah, that, that was insane. You know, and we were, we were at a hearing, um, and it was around the minimum wage. I mean, we're bouncing around a little bit, but the increase of minimum wage, we literally heard 
One of our state representatives said, quote, and I quote, I don't care about the business owner. She's yeah. Yeah. They care about the employees because they're the ones making the owners rich. Right. Now, that part's not a quote, but that was what was inferred. But that's implied, yeah. You know, so, you know, it's, yeah, I mean. We're going to bounce again. Yeah. Back to the 20-week paid leave. That is going to be an employee tax. Yeah. Ah. That's not even talked about. Guess who gets to pay for it? Uh, So so you might think, oh, that sounds great. I think in 20 weeks, but you yourself are going to pay for it. Now I've got FICA, I got state tax, I got local tax, I got, right? I'm going to have a new tax in my paycheck. Uh Holy cow. And that's how it gets paid for. So they're not talking, they don't talk about this stuff. Who wins? They do. Actually, your big business wins. Oh, yeah, you're because right. Because your big business already has probably... Uh, they have the resources. Week. Well, they already have the eight weeks off or whatever. Yeah. So now they are paying that out of their big yeah. business. Mm-hmm. So now they don't have to pay that anymore right. because their employees will have to yeah. pay. Yeah. Big business wins. Yeah. Every time. Every time. And it's, and it's probably, you know, I mean, I'm hypothesizing, but it's probably driven, or I'm speculating, I should say, it's probably driven, that bill is probably driven by... The muscle of big business. When you uncover a lot of legislation that was passed during COVID and even even a little bit past COVID, you saw a lot of big business. Well, it's lobbyists. Big corporation that's who, that's, was like, that's yeah, who buys let's do out. This. That's who buys those So let me, let me jump on that lobbyist. Yeah. And that, then, yeah. That lobbyist point is really important because the big companies, they do. They have lobbyists that are in there fighting hard yeah. for their for big business or for their independent. You know, some of these big businesses have like 20 lobbyists. You know, yeah. They're, and... Um, but small businesses can't they afford a lobbyist. No. And that's another reason we formed the Go Big Small Business Network yeah. is so that you can become a part of an organization that has a lobbyist. You know, you have the, the founders, Tracy and I, we're as active in the capital as often as we can be, but we right. also have a lobbying firm fighting on our behalf. And, you know, that's a big benefit to small business. Yeah. I told my uncle about you guys on our way back. I said, yeah, I called them. I, I called them. I said, it, it sounds interesting to talk about on the podcast. You even get more information. He's like, wait a second. So they, so they, like, they solely just go out and like protect small business. There's nothing like this in Jersey. Nothing. We're all no. spending for ourselves. Yeah. Nothing. We're coming. You I, probably do have the NFIB. Yeah. So, I have to, I'd have to look into but that. But they don't do what we want to do. Right. Yeah. But I do highly recommend looking here's, into here's it. The other, fight for you. Here's the other thing about the communications piece that, that, that makes us uniquely different as, a, as, a, as marketers. Um, the only people that know what's really going on in state government that belongs to the NFIB are in Pennsylvania are the 13,000 members that belong to the NFIB right. yeah. out of millions of people. Right. Right. The only people that really know what's going on in state government are the people that are involved in state government. Yeah. The only people that really know what's going on in the PA State Chamber or the Harrisburg Chamber are the people that are associated with the chamber. And even at that, it's a small percentage of them that really know what's actually going on. Yeah. So that's why we're in kind of like this mass marketing mode. Like, let's just let everybody know what's going on. Yeah. Like, why would I do TV and billboards when we're focused on small business? Right. Because I need our communities yeah. to understand. Like, we're encouraging sally jones that lives on laurel lane to join our network even though she doesn't have a business right right. because what she's doing is she's supporting the small business community yeah and the more voices we can get the more texts and emails sending off to our senators that's where we build that's huge can you tell he gets very excited about the marketing part oh yeah yeah. 
I mean, well, I, I see it all. I, I, I see the design aspect that you got. Yeah. Like, oh, One email like, equals 30 emails, right? Yeah. yeah. And don't get rid of that billboard. Big I'm deal. telling you. We're going to have some more going up. We <laughs> just had another one. Her vision is to have uh, billboards up, laced up and down the Pennsylvania Turnpike. I mean, think about that artery, right, yeah. of a state. You know, we've got two up right now that are, and and thanks to some of our partners in our marketing side that are, you know, and I call the, I call the uh, billboard company, it's a small mom and pop company. They've got like five billboards on the turnpike. They have a couple of vacant spots. I said, oh, wow. hey, if I send you a, a, a vinyl, would you throw us up there? And he just emailed me the other day, he would be glad to do it. Nice. So they're really, a lot That's of what awesome. we're doing right now, because we're in startup mode, are Billboard companies uh, like Kegaris and Lamar um, are actually just you know donating space to us. That's great. They're giving us opportunities to gain exposure. Some of our TV stations are giving us airtime. Some of our radio stations are giving us airtime. You know air what? That, that just has to be encouraging, if nothing else, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, we can actually talk a little bit about marketing because um, this all goes hand in hand. Sure. So I'm not, I, didn't go to, I didn't go to school. For, well, I did, but I didn't do well in school. <laughs> All right. I didn't finish school. I didn't go for marketing or anything like that, but you can attest to this. I have a bit of like a marketing yeah. drive. Okay. Like branding is super important to us. I work, we work hard on branding the podcast. We work hard on marketing and branding, even the design of the logos and everything. Um, I think all that is very important to be consistent in your marketing and branding. And we use, I think we talked about this before we were on air, but we have two little dogs that ride around with us in the plumbing truck. So they go to each job. And I, my dog is the pug. And everyone knows what a pug looks like. And mm -hmm. a pug is like the quintessential plumber face. I mean, they just, for some reason, you look at a plug and you think <laughs> That's just what plumber. I told him. Yeah. I say, he, he wanted a lab. I wanted like a black lab. <laughs> he wanted a lab. And I, I said, no, nah, this, this is. He's like, no, this is the dog for you. He had a pug. He had a pug that he couldn't keep. He, and he's like, I know you're looking for a dog. Do you want to take this little pug for the weekend and this see if you like, like her? And I'm like, what the heck? She can't even get in and out of the truck by herself. <laughs> She's breathing funny. I don't want yeah. this. this. Yeah. Her nose is lodged in her skull. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> by, by Sunday, by Sunday, I was in love with this dog. He, I like, came right. back. I dropped her off for the week. I said I dropped her off Friday. I said, here, you're going to take her. He goes, I don't want her. I, I, and I just left. <laughs> I left her there. And she just, I left her there. She's with, standing outside with a little suitcase yeah. out my door. <laughs> I left her there with some dog food, and I said, "You're gonna love it. Don't worry about it." I drove off, and I come back Monday to work, and he just he's he's there like with her dressed up. She's got outfits, <laughs> she, <laughs> and he goes, "I think I love. I think I fell in love with baby this thing. carrier, like a little yeah. chest baby carrier. It's, it's the funniest thing. Yeah. But I utilize we utilize the dogs in that. They're all over our social media. Yeah. She's going on our logo. You know, the, a dog is a very easy way to brand. And when we have other businesses on, I always ask, what's your marketing like? What's your branding like? How are you pushing that? You know, cups, and I'm... The mugs. Yeah, this stuff. And with marketing, I, I it feels like that's really where... I don't want to say that's where your heart is at, but that's where your mind is at, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... Did you did you graduate with marketing or, or did you? Nope. No, nothing, right? Nope. nope. It's sometimes just in people. Yeah. You either have understand. it or you don't. I, I believe you either have it or you don't. It's a talent that you have or you don't. You cannot become good at marketing. Yeah, yeah. the truth of the matter for me is I know good marketing when I see it. I yeah. know bad marketing when I see it. 
I've got a team of people that are really good marketers. Mm -hmm. So I'm not the one that comes up with, like uh, the go was, was this go big, this idea about it's go time. Yeah. Go take action, go, um, was really came out of my chief strategist here. Okay. And this, this little arrow into the zero, like this motion of go. Yeah. Um, it came up in a strategy meeting. She's the one that came up with it. And then our designer put some some look to it, and I'm going to play the images over this over this part, okay. so they'll, they'll see yeah. exactly so what we we're talking deviated, about. But this is this know. is just so you know that's that's the logo they're talking yeah. about. Never deviated from it, and so you know that is our brand. Yeah, um, it takes a while for a brand to take hold. Yeah, you know we've only been out in the marketplace for you know a, a, about a year, so you know we're not expecting you know this right. huge brand recognition, but. We are getting seen. We are getting recognized. 100%. Individually, we're getting seen at different functions and organizations. Mm -hmm. I had a legislator, I was on the western part of the state uh, last week, said, well, you, you sure do get around, don't you? Yeah. I said, well, we need to get around. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's you our job to. right now. we got to get around to get this word out. I mean, I'm sure it's exhausting. You know, I'm going to tell you, it's life-giving. Oh, that's that's actually really cool yeah. to hear. There are times when yes, I that, mean the that pace gives me hope because I'm exhausted all the time. The pace time. we're keeping is <laughs> the pace we're keeping is exhausting, and our our society is exhausting us. And yes, I mean I think by and large, America's tired, you know. Yeah. But this is life giving when we're doing it because I think there is hope. I think when we learned that we can actually make a difference, then I was like, okay, this is game on it wow you know, let's go because that's we can, awesome we can make a difference that has, and that's i think that attitude is just it, it fires up people that you guys touch in your lives yeah you know when you're at a function or whatever i could tell when we walked in i mean you have so much energy and you you were ready to go off the bat just start talking right away that's important and when you have like we have to go to a lot of a lot of like continuing education functions and stuff like that and you're just sitting there, like listening to this guy talk. Like, well, it's 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 important to find like we switch schools, and it's important to find people, educators, because you guys are educators too, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. technically, and people who are passionate about it. When we switched schools, we went from a very dull, sorry, I keep tapping, dry, boring, school, to to a teacher who I can honestly say like he loves re-inspired, you know. Yeah. Not that school is still is school is not fun for us still, but it's it, it became a lot more interesting. Yeah. with our new teacher, and he'll get you know? he'll put out he'll put out, and this doesn't you know I mean you it, this is two totally different industries here, but he's firing up the younger generation to come up yeah, that's and say unique. yeah, and he'll talk about branding. No other teachers in trades are talking about branding. They're talking about wiring and how yeah. the water yeah. goes and all that stuff. But he's saying, listen. You guys should think about service plans. You guys should think about service contracts. You guys should think about branching out and doing this, you know. Yeah. And that's like firing up guys to actually get into the business because we have an issue where plumbers, and I said it before, they'll come up, they'll open a business, and they have no clue what they're doing. And all of a sudden, all the taxes and fees and the insurance that you have to get, not knowing your numbers. And he's very big on knowing your numbers on your operating costs. And... That's lost on a lot of blue collar guys. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I wanted to touch base on the marketing and branding because yeah. I think for any type of business, I don't care if you're a stupid little deli. Yeah. It's really, important. It's really important to have a brand, you know, and, and that's one of our three pillars. So our three pillars are advocate, educate, and communicate. Yeah. And the communicate piece really is about what does the brand stand for and what does it communicate to our legislators and our communities? Yeah. 
Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And educate is an important part. So we are we're getting into our legislators and we're trying to educate them on, no, 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 this is actually how a small business is run. And this is what you're going to do. To, so minimum wage. I'm just going to jump on that for a second. Sure. Uh, they want to take minimum wage from seven twenty-five an hour in Pennsylvania to as high as fifteen and twenty-one dollars an hour. Okay, uh, their position, they, them, over there, uh, their position is that by raising the minimum wage, you'll make Pennsylvania more attractive for people to come work here. No, there's no research that says None. anything about that. Their position is that we're devaluing our our workforce. By only paying seven twenty-five an There's hour. There's always an emotional thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. That they. That, There's you know? nothing concrete, right. or tangible right. to put right. their hands on. We feel that, that this is you know, yes. what it would do. It's all yeah. an idea. It's all their thought, right? And I, I'm waiting for the opportunity. I was I was at a function a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and and the speaker of the house was there, and she was boasting about minimum wage. And boy, I just wanted to raise my hand and say, so what you're saying is, by ma- raising the minimum wage. You're okay with putting 6% of small businesses out of business. Minimum of 6% of small businesses in the state of Pennsylvania are paying minimum wage. You raise it to 15 or $21 an hour, they're done. You were going to say something? Our de- we, we heard our, during that hearing, we heard our de- acting Department of Labor speak on this and said, um, well, let's do the math because it really needs to be $38 an hour, which ends up being $72,000 a year. Oh, yeah. And he said that way a single mom could also afford daycare. So they want it to be more than an entry level. You know, what what I think they're missing is (laughs) The idea of minimum wage. Are you okay? I just, I just. No, it does. It's nauseating. Isn't it? And and you just want to say, Uh, what the, right? Like. It, it, you take the entire pay scale uh-huh. and you end up sliding it up because now the person making $15 is going <laughs> to yeah. want 21 right? right? So you're taking the single largest line item of a small business's budget and you're doubling it. See, they create the problems to begin with and then they propose solutions that will create more right? problems. Right. And you know what you said? Are you okay with 6% businesses closing down? It's, they're not even afraid to say, yeah, we have no problem with that anymore. I, I'm, I'm just waiting to ask the question yeah. of someone and hear what their I, response is. But I think is. you're right, Phil. I think you're... There's no shame anymore. There's no. no. They you, don't care. Yeah. You talk, you, t- you hear some of these politicians and they say, yeah, we're, that's fine. It, for the greater good. Uh-huh. The greater good. Uh-huh. Yeah. And here we are, yeah. back to the beginning where we started and where you guys started for the greater good. Yeah. But, you know... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tread lightly here, but that's 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 a big problem. Legislators that are out of touch, and I'm sorry, I think there should be no full time legislators. You can't be a legislator unless you've unless you're working or you or you own a business or you or you you have to be you have to you can't sit up in your ivory tower anymore. It's too many politicians, uh, too many lawyers. There's too many have, lawyers in that field. So. Well, I think the biggest employ, employer here in the state is our state. Okay. And that has to do, we were just saying, enough is enough. Like, yeah. we have so much government yeah. on top of us, oh, yeah. and now it's the, the biggest employer, too, yeah. as well. I don't know about New Jersey, but. I don't know about New Jersey. I do want to look into that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's. We have the unions in Jersey. Unions are the unions yeah. in Jersey are the, strong, are the biggest stronghold. Yeah. You have the teacher union, you have, um, like, <clears throat> teacher union roads, all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. And, 
Yeah, and they why cops, not? The why not reduce are, the auto workers yeah. union yeah. to 32 hours and then give them a 40% pay yeah. increase while we're at it? Mean, Did you see that up in Michigan? I heard something about that. He, yeah. I didn't know what that was about. I told, yeah. I told him something about it. I mean, I have family out in Michigan, too, and, and so I kind of keep... He's always and, and and he's always keeping up to date on cars and stuff. Yeah, but um, they're. I mean, it's insane what they're asking for. Yeah, right. it's it, absolutely it, it's, insane. But, and now our senator here, Fetterman, went to Michigan. Yeah, and walked the picket line. And Gosh, I'm the thing is, like, I'm not I forgot sorry. Senator. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not like. He, at least he can do it in comfort. What do you? Right. I mean, it's more than I can say when I'm on the job. Yeah. So I mean, you, I'm not um, pro or anti-union, but it's like you, you gotta. There's got to be a a limit to what you can. Right. You hold, hold that question because I'll come back what to it. But our that? issue is we have well, one of our issues is we have PSCNG Public Service. Okay. Um, who was who was our female governor that we had several years ago? Todd Whitman was it? Christy Whitman. She well. put into she wrote into law where PSCNG was now able to start stepping on the toes of local plumbers. And what they did was they have one guy that signs all their permits and they put out it's huge. They're subsidized by the government, so we can't compete. They can do financing at zero percent. We can't do that. Because they're their own they act as their own bank. They act as their own bank. You know, they have, oh, they have and so now plumbers have had to figure out how to continue function for something in my eye here, I'm sorry. But we've had to figure out how to go up against this massive, subsidized, huge organization. And so we try to, we try to, we can't finance at 0%. We, they have one plumber that signs all their permits, and then there are hundreds of thousands of workers can go up and do whatever. And now what they're trying to do is push out all the smaller guys and give all the business to this subsidized mm -hmm. organization. And New Jersey, I, I'm, we're part of a plumbers association that's trying to fight against this. But, you know, we're all schmuck plumbers. We're all just blue collar guys. Busy. Busy. Yeah. Relentlessly busy. Mm -hmm. we have, I have no free time. He has no free time. Every, all the free time is spent doing this. And, but they have lobbyists. They have staff. They have crew. And they have, the, they have the government's ear because they're subsidized by the government. They're subsidized by the taxpayer. I'd love to be subsidized by that. That's why Go Big right. has to come to Jersey. Yeah, we got to get you there. We'll get there. We're going to, I'm, I'm telling you, we're going to push this really hard. Yeah. What, what were you going to say? Do you remember what you were going to say? Um, I cut you I was, off. Well, right. I was going to ask you about uh, 1099 uh, subcontractor, the subcontractor environment, because that's something that's come down the Pennsylvania pike. It happened in uh, California with the trucking industry. Where you can no longer be an independent trucker yeah, in California. Where, yep, you have to work for a bigger business. And they're pushing bigger. that down here in Pennsylvania. They really? Want to eliminate the 1099 status. I think they're going to start with the construction industry. Don't quote me on that. Um, I did but, hear about a lot of California you know, truckers moving to Texas. Because they mm -hmm. want you to be part of a larger organization. So you're on someone's payroll. Mm -hmm. So now you're a W 2. So now I got some tax money. Now you got, in. yeah. You know, and I'm eliminating small entrepreneurial yeah. business and putting it into into bigger business. I can't speak. And they think this is a really good idea, by the way. Well, could they think every you know, idea yeah. that they have is a really good yeah. idea. I can't speak too much on that. I'm not too sure. Um, I'd need to look into that yeah. for sure. But yeah. nothing would surprise me about California not in this day and age. No. 
I mean, the insanity. I did surprise me with eight dollars a gallon for gas this morning. I was like, "What? <laughs> yeah, their average is six, but there's." I don't know how you live there. I don't either. Yeah. Anyway, we should. Northern California is really cool. That's it's, it's, it's an even and they're guy, like so. people say the the state should just split because yeah. they're so divided politically. Well, we and, actually, and, no, not me and him. I drove through California. I did a road trip through California a long time ago with a friend, and we were driving through Northern California. We kept seeing signs: "The state of Jefferson." Yeah, and I kept seeing these signs, and eventually I looked it up, and the state of Jefferson is like like the top quarter of mm-hmm. California, and they have their own constitution where if they ever if California ever decides to secede from the United States, state of Jefferson begets gets to become the fiftieth state. Of they're, the ready wow. they're ready to so go. They're ready. They're actually kind of cool. Kind of cool. That yeah. that state's also very divided. Yeah, mm-hmm. very very divided. Even New Jersey, as small as New Jersey is very divided and i gotta be honest uh, the populated areas of the state really determine the politics but it's like new york yeah. new york city and yeah. long island determine everything for the Philly, rest of the state yeah. Pittsburgh, yeah. exactly a yeah. little bit of harrisburg and penn state uh, center okay. county wow those are our it's tough and this is why when you guys decided to almost navigate for the small business it's huge this is huge because the small business owner when are we supposed to do this when are we supposed to figure this out i think that's the that's a bit of the alarm bell that we're ringing right now and that's a good one to use it's really getting people to understand small businesses and people in our communities that um, i'm not trying to be prideful or bolstering about what we're doing i'm trying to say this is critically important yeah this is more important than I think the average bear realizes, and we need to. People need to get serious about this. Absolutely, you know, I've gone to a lot of friends and business colleagues in the community and been able to have honest conversations. And I said, now do it. Sign up, become part of our network, and do it now. Like I'll sit in front of yeah. them, make them pull out their credit card, and get on the website <laughs> yeah. and sign up. It's nineteen dollars a month for crying out loud. Yeah. It's not a, a life changing decision, right. right? And it's also not a life sentence either. You know, mm-hmm. but if we don't get a network that's sizable enough to create the kind of leverage we need mm-hmm. to have influence, then things are just going to kind of keep We're rolling screwed. along the way they're rolling along. And here's here's the other point I want to make sure I make about uh, the value of other associations, because, you know, your mechanical uh, association, your electric- electricians association, manufacturing yeah. association, you name it, restaurant, you know, some of our business colleagues say, well, what you're doing, I'm already getting from my association membership. And I'm like, yeah, no, you're not. You're right. Okay. Right. You think you are. You're getting great representation on business issues that are directly relevant to your industry. Yeah. But what we're doing is we're looking at the business issues that affect the entire community. Right. You know, the small business community and the local economics of our community. No, there's no comparison with... You know, even with, some yeah. of the chambers, you know, the chambers are getting fed from their lobbyists, like the stuff they want them to get as it's relevant to their local chamber. And our philosophy is, look, you should belong to your local chamber, maybe even your regional chamber. You should belong to the NFIB, and you should belong to Go Big. These are these are organizations that are typically working hard on behalf of small businesses. Some of it do it better than others, but it's not a lot of money. And if you really want to preserve uh, you know, and prevent the extinction of small business, and I do believe it's at risk. Yeah, you know, it is. Uh, then people need to get involved, and the way they can get involved is by joining our network and helping us 
create and continue the momentum we've built that will prevent some of this stuff from happening yeah. it becomes pressure listen the, the there's there's a consensus in with every economist that will say small business drives nations yeah it builds economies it drives nations it builds yeah. culture there's no doubt about it there's no way around it you can say oh well walmart's walmart's hiring so many people no 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 that's not that's not you they're, they're looking at it from the wrong from the wrong perspective small business it's almost like when you want to make change you don't go like everyone everyone gets all bent out of shape with the presidential election it's like but they're not voting in their local election Mm-hmm. You're not making a difference. Mm-hmm. Well, you I, th- know what I, mean? I I want to. I think the most important thing that you said was community. Mm-hmm. You're building right. a community. It's the most important thing because, and it's not. It's not just about the money, like you said. Mm-hmm. It's just nineteen dollars a month, and a lot of. I think a lot of people think, especially younger generation and small businesses. Businesses think I have to make as much money as I can. I'm just out here to make money. Yeah. But it's about building a community because young people can make. Tons of money. Mm-hmm. You can make a ton of money. You can you can go viral. You can you know you can start TikTok pages, whatever it is, Instagram. There's a million different ways to make a lot of money nowadays, but they don't realize how important a community is because once you lose that community, you lose the small business yeah. aspect because and you're not a, by yourself in a small power. business. It's mm-hmm. The power you know? of the unified community, yeah, oh. and our ability to mobilize that we, entire. Uh, community look people don't understand in, that power we didn't in, have that during COVID. In, yeah. in the shutdown we were right in shock it was intentional yeah. Yeah. if we had this community in place during the shutdown we could have created our own strategy and taken our own action yeah. to reopen pennsylvania in a way that the government would have no control over mm-hmm. because there, there were some small businesses that stayed open and got arrested and they got fined yeah, yeah. because as individuals all they had to fight for was themselves yeah but this kind of an organization would have had the leverage to have influence over no we're not shutting down. We're opening. Look, from March of 2020 to December of 2020, in just nine months, there was a $3.4 trillion transfer of wealth. I, I, I was hoping we would get to this. Out of the small businesses into the elite businesses. Yep. $3.4 trillion. I mean, think about That's it. That's insane. I couldn't go to the local whatever. I had to go to Home Depot. I had to go to Walmart. I had to go to, yeah. I had to order online with Amazon, right? I mean. Exactly. Co- COVID was COVID was really dangerous at Joe's Hardware, but not dangerous at Home Depot. No. It right. was fine. No. It was fine there. Yeah. Right. Because, so, you know, for some reason the orange So to think logo. that that can't happen again? <laughs> oh, people yeah. Are, people are, just, they got their heads right in the sand. It's right and, here. Yeah. It was and, almost like it was practice. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know? what we uncovered during this time. We uncovered this Disease and Prevention and Control Act of 1955, which I understood to be a certain way back then, but I didn't have it completely right. And Tracy did some digging on this thing. And mm-hmm. this is the very act that was written in 1955 that gave a single person appointed by our governor, the Secretary of Health, a single individual, the authority and the power to shut down an entire state insane without a board without committee insane. without approval just because at, at the time our secretary of state had the single authority i want to i'm yeah. not gonna uh, so uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna read it I'm yeah gonna read go the for summary. it so go for it and this is and this is i think um before you do that i, <laughs> yeah. I think this is also part of the communications piece right so we've reached mm-hmm. out now to some uh, Dennis Owens here. We reached out to R.J. Harris. 
the stuff is going to start to come to the surface because Tracy's still digging and trying mm-hmm. to thoroughly understand this Prevention Act because it's been re-lettered, it's been revised. She's going to share that with you. Uh, but our people don't know. Mm. Our I didn't people, know that this closed people, us down. Our, and this I, was the I very would thing wager to bet you guys have something too. Probably, you yeah. probably do. I, I looked in Virginia, and they call it a code. This is an act. And when I talk to people about this, they're like, what? Yeah. I said, yes. Yeah. A single individual has the capacity to shutter mm-hmm. in millions of people. A 70-year-old, uh-huh. yeah, whatever so, it is, 65. Right. So me, it is um, providing for the prevention and control of communicable and non-communicable diseases, including... In 1955, they were concerned about venereal diseases. Um, Fixing responsibility for the disease and prevention and control requiring reports of the disease and authorization or authorizing treatment of venereal disease and providing for premarital, remember you had to get blood tests, Mm -hmm. but you know, premarital and prenatal blood tests. So I asked our lobbyist, who's also an attorney, I said, okay. So there is some relettering that happened in here, but it was a good relettering. The relettering was on reporting and making sure the reporting was actually well, staying. It wasn't all good. What well, was? All- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> but but um, was the um, now you just you just you threw her off. Yeah, come, on, come on. <laughs> so anyway, there was some relettering that was going on. So. The, my curiosity is the non- non-communicable disease. What is that? Uh, is that cardiovascular? We look it up. I don't know. Not cardiovascular disease, kidney disease. So, what is so your they, cardiovascular disease? How could that shut me down? Then I started thinking. Well, this is where all the conspiracy theory stuff comes, right? Because what if our Secretary of Health says? Pennsylvanians have way too much cardiovascular disease. We're going to shut down meat. Oh, man. So back in 1955, they put both those terms in there. Cancer is a non-communicable disease, right? Yeah. So I asked our our, um, attorney about it, and I said, can this shut us down again? She said, yes. So I would love to see this because this is out for the Secretary of Health could do it, which is not an elected official. I'm going to put a link to that on, on, under everything so, so we can read it. But, look, go, but can they I, have the, the na- they could do uh, quarantine you. You, know, you think one person. one person. Is that part of the re-lettering? No. Okay. So, so they can quarantine you and they could um, they can bring you in front of a judge and and then they can find an institution of some sort to, to quarantine put you, you in. in. Institution. I was like, "This is this?" So I went line for line with her and said, "What is going on here?" Wow. Which is, do you remember those things about the camps? Did you hear in, like, yeah. "Oh, they're going to put China. camps up"? I'm like, "That's where this stuff comes." Well, from. Well, they did it in Australia. I, I saw those right. camps that they had. Oh yeah, right. Terrifying. So one person could do this. Also in there is the uh, powers of our governor. Now, our governor had 60-day emergency orders. Now, in May of 2021, we, um, as voters, went in and voted that out. 
and we put 21 days. I would suggest that 21 days is still a lot of time. Still way a lot of time. That could make or break somebody. Right, for three weeks to shut them down. So I'd love to see some of this changed. I don't know how to change that. I don't know if we can change that because I do think there is a law that says you can't go around harming people. If you know you have a disease, you can't run around you know, giving people that particular disease. Not in California so is, anymore. Yeah, true. <laughs> I just don't. I, true. I, but I, what, I, what was your question? I don't remember now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I wanted to just say this out. We'll say the title again. D- disease Prevention and Control Law of 1955. Correct. Act of April 23, 1956-95. And I'll put the rest of the yeah. information up. I'll put a link to all that. It'll come right up. Okay. All right, It'll good. come right up. Yeah, and then but, you could see that there are fines and and things but that was really more related to venereal disease at the, time. the scariest thing about this is it's all comes down to one person yeah that's it my, can come that's down our, to one, one ideologue that's our biggest issue with it is it's one person one person opinion. and there's people listen there's people in here that there's people that are in government now who are reviled by the thought of america and what we mm-hmm. stand for and what we do mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people in our government that have positions of power who have these thoughts that they need to completely reconfigure who we are, what we are, our traditions and everything. And if someone like that gets that power, unfettered power, do it's you, terrifying. Do you know how many people um, in your legislation or legis- legislators are part of the Socialist Party? Who, who have like a foot, a, a toe in the water in the party they or are, fully submerged? They're fully submerged. Like a percentage? Forth. Yeah. I have, I'm sure you I have, have no it idea. in New Jersey. Oh, we have it. We have it as well. Mm-hmm. But you don't hear that. 30, 40%? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm just asking. Too afraid to look. I, 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 and I, there I, is a little bit of that, right? Yeah. But uh, we, we know we have. Hundred percent, well. and like like I said before, they're not even censoring that stuff anymore. You know, so, it's like proud socialists. So my question becomes about something like this uh, control law of nineteen fifty five. Is I would be betting, if I'm a betting man, I would bet you that twelve out of ten people have no idea. I had no idea. I know that statistic sounds backwards to you. Twelve yeah. out of ten. Yeah. I'm making. I'm making. I'm making a point. I was going to say. No, he didn't click with me, but I didn't want to because I know he's smarter than me. But I, I thought maybe he's got something that I don't know there. Just, just making a point. Yeah. You know, because because yeah. everybody I've talked to about this said no what? clue. The health That's secretary crazy. has the ability to shut my business down just like that. That's that's pretty scary. I tell you, you guys are super super important. We have we 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 gotta we gotta get you guys national here. We really do, or even just to start firing up, you know. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to share? Any any couple tidbits? I mean, what's a couple hundred thousand dollars to keep us going? Oh, that, that case behind you. Open that up. That's what we. <laughs> that's what we actually brought for you. Oh, you brought. Could you? Like, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, I who's think, that uh, Mr. Beast? I, Mr. Yeah, Beast that yeah, actually right. like he just gives away money and what, that's one how of the he things makes we're money. recognizing that is like any business, like any small business, it takes time to build, you know, a business. It's taking oh, us yeah. time to build a network because these conversations aren't just like you have it, people get it, right. and you go. Right. It takes um, work. We need a couple thousand people to become part of our network, uh, which will give us the funding to operate. Yeah. Okay, back to PLs, right? right? We need to be profitable so that we can keep our lawyers, our lobbyists, our public relations, our marketing, 
uh, we we don't get anything out of this. We're not getting paid anything. Yeah. Although I think Tracy should be paid at some point. She's the president of the organization, <laughs> yeah. and she works really hard. Yeah. But that's it's not about that right now. Right. Um, and it's going to take us another year or so to build that foundation of that network. And so, you know, we're just in the process now of building the network. And also just people are people are contributing to us on our website. There's a join now button. And there's also just make a contribution. Mm-hmm. I was at lunch last week when a businessman came up to me and said, I've heard all about your organization. It's critically important what you're doing. And we're just going to send you a check. I'm like, that sounds great. You know, I won't tell you how much he said, but it was fair enough, substantial enough to Good. for me to go like, "Wow!" And you know that came unsolicited. It came through branding, reputation, yeah. another individual that uh, supports us greatly. So, you know, we're trying to bridge that gap right now so we can continue to keep this ball moving forward, so that we can open up one neighboring state that yeah. we have in mind. Uh, maybe next year, mm-hmm. and maybe another. Maybe it's a New Jersey neighboring state that we can open up shortly after that. And yeah, then we start to have a different kind of leverage. It ha- it, ha- it has to, because it's not going to get better. It's not going to get easier. It's not going to just no, go away. It's not. It's a constant fight. Um, and, you know, it's not doom and gloom either. You know? No, you're I mean, right. There's a lot you're of right. There's a lot of hope here. I mean, we're not at all trying to put yeah. fear behind this thing. We're putting, like, and we're that putting get, the reality of this yeah. is what the reality is. There's reality in politics. There's reality in the way the game is played. Um, Game of Thrones. And you're not going to change that reality, but there are some battles you can win, some yeah. battles you can lose. I mean, we were in, in uh, D.C. with uh, with one of our congressmen. I'll just protect him right now, but on this whole debt ceiling vote, and he had two of his colleagues that were Republicans mm-hmm. with him on voting against raising the debt ceiling. And at the 11th hour, they got these nice fat checks from the unions. Oh, and they yeah, changed I, know. Their vote. I know. And he said, this is unfortunately our reality. So... So for us to not recognize what reality is in politics, yeah. you know, you got to if you're going to play on the playing field, you got to know kind of what the game mm-hmm. is. It's so despicable. And you have to navigate around that game. And another representative we met, young man here in Harrisburg, he said the key to surviving all this is self-preservation. Yeah. You can't get all worked up about all this right. stuff. Cannot be prideful. You, you won't and, last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you got to realize that this is a fight I can fight. I'm not going to die on this hill. You know, and yeah. I'm going to go over here, and we'll get results. And it 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 truly is a is is a nonpartisan issue because I have we we know a ton of where we live is a very blue area. All right, I have mm-hmm. plenty of Democratic liberal friends and stuff, and they're affected by this too, and they're just as angry. It's really, yeah. you know, it's it's really a. They non- kind of want the America they to, back, don't yeah, they? They're yeah. like, I don't know what just happened. Right. But- I want to register a Republican. Then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, but that's not always the answer. No. Yeah, it's not. Well, we have. Uh, you know what? I won't talk about that. We'll talk about that off the air. It's it's not too risque, yeah. but still, I don't want to name any names and get anyone in trouble. But uh, I think the key, the most important thing is it takes a village. It does. It take takes a village. a village. It takes both sides of the aisle. And they have a it takes village. everybody. You know, they yeah. have. How many bills were proposed last week in the single? Sixty six. Yeah, there was like it was. It's just crazy. On a day, I'll see sixty six bills. What? Yeah, yeah. And these well, people are not reading them. They do. That's they're, what they it's do. It's just creating that's more. That's their job. Yeah, it's creating and they're more like that thick. Government is yeah. what it's they're doing. Just books. Yeah, it's like insane. what you said before, they have to justify their jobs. Yeah, they don't want to lose those jobs. Yeah, because yeah. that's their job. People yeah. have and to they start have to justify caring. It. 
they really have to start caring. Listen, we got some fighters in this area. Yeah. And so, so I'm very happy with that. We've got your we your counties are real fighting. Fighting I mean, counties. I love this area. By there the are a lot of. I mean, like I said earlier, there's a lot of really good legislators. Yeah. And that are fighting, that are pro business, that do get it. Um, so you know, there's a lot of that going on. It's mm-hmm. just really a, Southeast Pennsylvania is you know incredibly you know blue. Yeah. Um, you know, out west is becoming more and more blue. Um, so we're looking to influence, you know, change yeah. in those areas and support some of these. You know, there is a, I, I would want you also to know about an organization here in Harrisburg called Commonwealth Partners. Uh, the CEO there is Matt Briette. And their singular function is to attract business owners who have signed the front of a paycheck that will stand in their right authority mm-hmm. if elected but to attract these kind of business owners to take uh, an office in our state government that's they attract them that's smart. they identify them and then they back them to elect them that's that's a great and organization it's a great organization as well. commonwealth partners here in here in harrisburg look them i'll up. have to plug him too yeah definitely that's plug okay. him. it's a great organization um, i'm gonna get a list from you guys yes, you are. Yeah. yeah we're gonna yeah. get a list yeah you yeah. are yeah listen folks this has been phenomenal I have learned a great deal, and now I feel almost like ammoed, ready to go back. But um, I appreciate you guys. I'm so glad I saw that billboard. Yeah. This has been so great. Me too. Folks, gobigsmallbiz.com. Jeff and Tracy, thank you so much. We're going to put links to everything that we spoke about. You guys can follow it. Even if you're not in Pennsylvania, I suggest you sign up and join the monthly, you know, do the monthly membership thing. Uh, but thanks again, guys. And I, I really, we really encourage you. whatever you guys are doing. You have our backing. We're not big. We're not, we're, you know, we have me and him and two little pups that ride around with us. But hey, yeah. you got <laughs> yeah. fans in North Jersey. I mean, we're going to push you. And when you guys are ready to expand in North Jersey, we're there for you. Yeah. For sure. Excellent. Great. All right, Thank folks. You. Thanks for watching Plum Bums. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, share, share with your friends, pass it everywhere, share the reels. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, everything. So get the word out there. Uh, we're trying to promote small business and entrepreneurs coming up, and that's super important, as you heard today. But uh, thanks for joining us again, and we'll see you next week.